What does it mean to manufacture a stronger standard? At DeGeest, it means to solve challenges and help manufacturers achieve more through our people, our technology, and our belief that anything is possible. This is Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast by DeGeest. Hi, everyone. This is Derek DeGeest, president of DeGeest Corporation and Lesta USA. Welcome to another edition of Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast about solving manufacturing challenges for those who want to do more and be more and by thinking big and believing anything is possible. Today, we're talking about a thought paper we published on robotic finishing, more than a programming path. And this really addresses a myth on robotics and finishing, because what we see out there, there's always been this big move to get to a robot that can make a path, that can get a program that's not fast enough. We all know that in that The standard industrial robot options that are out there are not fast enough to make finishing, to make enough parts, enough programs to handle finish lines. So now as new technology is starting to come out, now people are seeing we can make a program path. We've done it. We're there. It's in. Place orders, problem solved, put it in, and we're done. And that is a big mistake. There's a perception with paint that it might be more forgiving than weld or other really high tolerance applications. But is this not true? Because finishing is far more intricate than just a programming painting path. In fact, the path is just the beginning. So as you look back at the options that are out there, we can generate a path, we can generate a program, we're done. We got it and it's in. You Now it's just painting. Now it's just painting and it's the equipment guys and it's your problem. Good luck, see you later. It's just gonna spray it. You don't even touch the part. Or you throw in some powder on there and it'll work. And I even lived that ourselves as we put that in. I thought, how hard can it be? I've been around painting my whole life in manufacturing, but not really breaking it down to see how that could work. See, in painting, the amount of variables that we see are immense. And we have to look at the technology going past just making a path and making sure that it's going to be addressing these and looking to make sure that it's going to be able to adapt either your software and the connection between your equipment and your robot to make sure you're going to be successful as these variables come up over and over and over again. And most options out there don't talk about them. So what are the variables? Tell me some of the things that we're going to see or some things that we need to be aware of as we look at automation, because this is totally possible to overcome, but we got to talk about them because they're going to happen. So when you look at in the finishing area, there are a lot of different variables with your parts. You can't have permanent fixtures most likely in how you present them. So how are you gonna present the part and can we repeat how that is done? Can you make sure that with your your unique parts, how are you getting in some of these tough spots? Some of the stuff people paint is very, very complicated. And so those things, how are you repeating that? Also, is there humidity in the, in the area? Is the temperature changing around you? These are things that really can affect a painting application. Same with uh, the viscosity of your paints. Are those changing? Are you watching those? What's your process to be able to make that happen? And then as things change, even your compressed air, how dirty is it? Most people don't think about it. And if you're painting manually, powder or liquid, a human is amazingly adaptable. And they are changing and adapting to what they're visually seeing all the time, instantly, and they're not even thinking about it. 
If it's the viscosity of the paint's a little bit higher, they might go faster. They'll slow down. Or if they're if they start to see that it's drying, they're going to move faster or they'll add another coat on there. But when you automate that application, if those things aren't controlled, you're going to have dry spray. You're going to have light spots. You're going to have runs or you're not going to get into the corners. There's a lot of things that can happen that can affect that for you. So And so those are things that we need to be aware of and be asking anyone or that, that's talking about automation and finishing. How do they address these variables and what experience do they have after a program has been made? So you can take a program that's beautifully, perfectly made, any type of robot, I don't even care. If it sprays liquid or powder and you make a perfectly made program and a week later, a month later, the same part comes up, you present it the same way. And if any one of those variables have changed, if the viscosity of your paint has changed or if it's really humid that day. Maybe you, you programmed it in January and now it's the middle of August and it's a hundred percent humidity. That program is going to be different. I mean, the, the program, the path is the same, but you change those variables and you're coding, you're going to have inconsistency that's going to affect those parts. How do you adjust for those in real time? How is your painter on the shop floor going to be able to adapt when those variables come up? That is where for us, where we saw the self-learning robot really did help adapt to a lot of those. Not just the self-learning robot, but less the self-learning robot. This robot has specifically been made to work in finishing. That's the only thing it was designed to do. And all of the software, all of the integration, all of the, the different variables that people have had for decades has been addressed and, and found ways to overcome, either through software, either through additional equipment, or through some tips and tricks of, how to use those, how to use and adapt in general industry applications. I think we're at last right now, Lesta has over 600 robots out in production in general industry, small shops, medium shops, and large shops in liquid and powder, wood, metals. So they've seen these things. They've proven and adapted to these changes and know how to do that. So we take that experience and we bring that into our shops, we did the same into ours. We brought it in and this, with that self-learning robot, we can break those barriers down. Yes, we can make a program quickly. The self-learning robot by disengaging the motors and you can rapidly program a part in a weightless learning mode. When you're programming your part, you're just painting a part. When it's weightless and you paint a part, all your, all of your presets, all of your gun angles, the nuances, when you, how you're gonna attack your corners, the sequencing, all those things are that happen. The million little decisions that your painter is doing is being going into that program to be part of them. And so that not only makes the path, that also picks the selects the program, that also does the preset, that also decides on the sequencing. All of those things are now going into that part. And then from there, now we can talk about some of the other things that are possible because Lesta has been doing this for so long we now know that we can take your program after it's made and we can adjust the fan. We can adjust the atomization. We can change the flow. We can adjust the pass speed. We can adapt to these different variables. And there are many tips and tricks that in software adaption through the HMI that are very easy user controls that the painters can use every day. Then they use them every day because things change. And if you want, and we're getting them out of the booth so they can spend time doing that. They know what that part's supposed to look like. 
and they'll they'll look and adapt. This isn't like every two minutes you're over there pushing and feathering. It's you, you get the next day, you get your your next batch ready, you start spraying, you take a look at it, you might adjust something up or down, two two dabs of a of a button to be able to move something up or down. It could be any one of these things. Maybe you adjust the speed, you speed it up a little bit, or you adjust the flow and adjust atomization, and you're going and you're rocking for the day. So these are things that happen every day. These are things that can be absolutely overwhelming and stressful. And when addressed, when known, when talked about, can easily be overcome. And that's where I get into one of the next major points that we want to be careful. And that when you would talk about adding finishing automation is that we need to talk about your integrator. You need to talk about who you're using. So very important because they're the one that's going to bring it all together. They're going to the one that's going to talk to the to the, the equipment. They're the one that's going to talk to the robot, talk to the conveyor line, talk to your parts, talk to who's how the parts are changing. So all of the communication that's happening for that to be successful is going to be done with the integrator, as well as making sure you're compliant, make sure that you're meeting all your OSHA and your safety standards, the things that you don't have time to think about. And that are all there that could shut an operation down, your integrator should know about those things. And that's another really important piece that, that you have to look at. Here at DeGeist Corporation, when we opened up Lesta USA and partnered with Lesta, when we brought their European robot over here, it took a year and a half for us to get our NRTL uh, OSHA um, Class 1 Div 1 certification for liquid and powder. We had uh, people come out to be able to do testing over and over again, trying to blow it up. And, and we had to change and adapt to meet all the rules over here. I have other podcasts that talk pretty in depth about this process, and it was a very interesting one. So I would definitely encourage you, if that's something you're interested, to check out one of our earlier podcasts on overcoming regulations in the North American market. But as we look at that, we want to make sure that we're addressing all the regulations that we know how to make something work in the real world. So an integrator that understands past just integrating and making it function, what's it gonna take to make it work every day and to be a part of, part of that group? So when we did this and put this in, we got a functional working robot, we had the tools. And then when we put our system in, we saw without the partnerships, without having the equipment backing here locally, it can cause problems. I mean, we, when we put a system in, we had people, everyone pointing, you talk about someone who puts in a system, conveyor guy points the finger at the oven guy. The oven guy says it's the controls guy. The controls guy says the equipment guy. The equipment guy says it's the, the coding person's problem. And in the end, the, whoever owns that system, the customer has to make it work. So the partnerships, the support level of your system is very important. You need to have an integrator. You got to have the equipment partner on board a local distributor on board, and you need a champion, an internal champion that's going to own that system and that's going to make that their their own to be able to be successful. And that's something that Lesti USA and DeGeese has really done. We're really excited to be able to talk about that is that we made equipment partners with, with all, of, all of the equipment partners that we could to make sure that we could work with and we integrate. We brought their equipment into our lab and so that we understood how to, how to communicate with all the different equipment so no matter what brand of equipment you're using, that we could adapt to that so you don't have to change. But we've taken that another level, and I'm really excited to talk about that. We've taken it and gone even deeper with some of our equipment companies. 
Wagner and Sam S. Primliner too for the wood market that we've gone we've gone even deeper and expanded our partnership with them. And we've even added a robot into the test lab of Wagner. We're working with their North American technicians and their salespeople. And we developed package solutions with Sam, for Sam S. Kremlin and Wagner for the wood market to be able to bring that in. And we've now added that into their product lines and that, that Wagner and Sam S. Kremlin are selling these solutions and packages to their customers. And what that means and the key really cool thing is, is that this is allowing us to be able to collaborate together and we're taking the proven solutions that we had over in Europe. And as we brought them over here to the US, we're now coming together and we're combining those technologies. We're taking the experience that we have in integration and in the real world day-to-day -day production, and then taking their application, immense application experience and of their equipment, and we're bringing those things together. That means that Lest USA and DeGeese Corporation, we've made these packages and brought them into and working with the equipment companies so that we can together provide you to your system, the equipment support from the national equipment suppliers with all of their services and technicians and experience. You have the local distributor of that equipment company also supporting locally with their experience, your application equipment that they sold. And you have Lesta USA and DeGeese Corporation integrating, installing, and doing the service and support of the automation piece as well, and helping all three of us helping train and support your internal champion and your system to make sure that you're going to be successful and you're going to be able to make that thing run and produce for you. So as we recap and look at things to keep in mind when you're considering, considering looking at finishing automation, we want to make sure that the solutions that you're looking at were born in an actual production environment. They were designed to be used for the application that you're looking at it. It's not a one size fits all. And there's stuff other than the robot, there is a lot more to look at. What is it integrating into? What equipment? And is that equipment being backed and supported by that automation solution? And what's the connections? What types of controls? What types of user interface do you have to make sure that you can adapt in real time? So that's really important to look for look for a solutions born in that production environment with someone that has the experience to know what it takes to make it work in the day to day. And then make sure number two, make sure you take into account the requirements, the type of path that you're looking at doing. Do you have very simple parts? Are they very complex? Are you parts going to be moving? H how your parts are presented, how your parts are moving through your system gives you different options. Even at Lester here, we have multiple different options. If you have very simple parts, there's other automated solutions that can make programming even simpler. And the third one is to make sure your solution can adjust in real time. I talked about that a little bit earlier before. Make sure you can adapt. When those variables happen, when your viscosity change, the temperature changes, humidity changes in your day, your parts are not presented the same. All these things are important. You need to look at those Make sure that your solution can adapt and can adjust and that there's tips and tricks to be able to, get, to overcome the things that are going to happen in that day-to-day. -day. So to wrap it up here, I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast for manufacturers and finishers who want to achieve more. A stronger standard means good enough is never good enough, and it's how we roll here at DeGeese. 
Make sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple, and subscribe to Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. And join us as we work together to make sure manufacturing can not only survive in the USA, but thrive. Thanks for listening.